everybody. It's Carla Swanigan, and this is the KSM Podcast. So excited to be with you today. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast because I've had a little bit of a head cold. So if I sound a little nasally today, you'll know why. But I'm on the other side of it, I think. So I really wanted to get this podcast recorded. I've been excited to teach from the Gospels today. There's been a story that God's really been taking me through. It's in all three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I've really been eager to share with you some of the stuff that I feel like God's been showing me. So um, if you've got your Bibles handy or if you're taking notes, we're going to start in Mark chapter 4. And this is a story that it's mentioned, like I said, it's in Luke chapter 8, it's in Matthew chapter 8, and it's in Mark chapters 4, and then we're going to go into Mark 5. It's continued in Mark 5. And I'm going to be teaching out of Mark 4 and 5 today, but it really caught my attention because whenever anything is repeated in the Bible, I know that it's something really important. And for it to be mentioned in three of the Gospels and and taught again with such detail in each Gospel, that really fascinated me and I knew it would be something important that I needed to study. So I've been studying it and some of the stuff's just really jumped off the page and that's what I want to share with you today. It's a popular story. It's the story about... Um, the storm. You may know the story. It's where Jesus tells his disciples um, in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, Later that day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. After they had sent the crowd away, they shoved off from the shore with him as he had been teaching from the boat, and there were other boats that sailed with them. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose, and violent winds and waves were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we're all about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush! Calm down! All at once, the wind stopped howling, and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, Why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust me yet? But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, Who is this man who has such authority that even the winds and waves obey him? So we've, um, we've probably, you may have heard that story before. It's a pretty popular story. <clears throat> but what was so interesting to me is when I was reading it, I looked back in just a few verses, literally right before that, in verses 26 through... 32, Jesus is teaching them parables all about having faith. And that's even when he teaches about the tiny mustard seed of faith. So he's teaching them this parable about believing in him and having faith to trust him. And the very next thing that happens is they're in this storm and Jesus in the flesh, the son of God, God himself in the flesh is right there in the boat with them. And they're still struggling in their faith. And some people may like, give the disciples a hard time about that. Like, wow, you're right there with Jesus and you still couldn't hold it together. But I don't look at it that way. You guys, I, I totally can relate to them. Like we have Jesus living on the inside of us. We may not can see him in the natural all the time. I mean, maybe you can, but that hasn't happened to me, but we know because the Bible tells us he lives there. Um, he lives inside of us from the minute we receive him as our savior the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us as a guarantee and to empower us to do the will of God. And so we have 
Jesus living on the inside of us, just like the disciples had him right there in the boat. And when I'm going through something, that's not always easy for me to remember. When I'm in the middle of whatever storm I'm going through, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, Jesus is with me. So everything's hunky-dory. Tra-la-la. You know, it's not like that. Usually I freak out a little bit, you know, when I have a panic or um, a meltdown or, you know, some kind of cry out to God moment. But I think that's the key. I think the Lord is so pleased that we do turn to him. You know, and we can say in that moment, like, listen, I know you're here with me in the middle of a storm, whatever it is that you're going through, but gosh, Jesus, I don't see you and I don't feel you, but I'm just going to trust that you're here because that's what you tell us to do. And I'm just going to have faith that you're here with me. That's, I think that's what we're called to do as believers. We're called to, um, believe him and trust in him. And he'll work with whatever little amount of faith we have. And I think every time we have that faith, every time we reach for that faith, every time we pull on it, honestly, I think it grows a little bit more. You know, it's like exercising a muscle, exercising our faith. It gets bigger and bigger every time we do it. So I hope that helps somebody. So I thought that was really interesting that he had just been teaching on faith right before they have this storm. So he's in the middle of the storm. The disciples are freaking out. Jesus is totally at peace. But then the other part that I thought was interesting is that he stands up and he just straight up tells the storm to hush and be quiet, right? And in one of my um, Bible commentaries, one of my study books, it says that he say he uses the same word there to tell the storm to be silent as he does when he is commanding a demon to be silent or to commanding a demon to come out of a person in earlier texts of the Bible, it's that same exact word. It says um, in chapter 8 of Matthew, where it's telling the story, um, verse 26, it says, be still, hush, be silent. And it says in my notes, it's the same Greek word that is used when Jesus rebuked demons. And so that tells us this is a storm from the enemy. This is a demonic storm. This is not like some some like God storm that's meant to help them and, and teach them in their faith or anything like that. I mean, God will use it. God will use the storms that the enemy brings against us in life and <clears throat> he'll make the most of it. He'll always turn everything for good if we'll let him. But this was straight up a storm from the devil and Jesus just took authority over it and said, hush, be silent. And I think what, the Lord really wants us to see from that when we're studying that, that part of the scripture in Mark chapter four, specifically verse 39 is when the enemy does that in our storms, that's exactly the same response we should have. When there, when we are in the middle of a storm that we know is straight up from the devil, we're going through some kind of hardship that we know is spiritual warfare, if you want to, you know, use Christianese or whatever your terminology is. Or for some of us, we just say we are really going through some crap right now. And I think that the Lord wants us to just stand up and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Stop right now. In the name of Jesus, I command you to be silent and to stop. I think that Jesus took authority in that moment over the schemes and the plans and the distractions and even really the intimidations of the enemy. He was trying to intimidate the disciples 
and scare them and keep them from thinking that they were going to get to the other side. After the Lord had already said, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. I mean, when the Lord tells you that you're going somewhere, he commands you to do something or he promises you something that's going to happen, the enemy's going to try and bring those distractions, those schemes. He's going to try and intimidate you to not believe that it's going to happen, that you're never going to make it to the other side, so to speak. But if the Lord says, let's go, you're going. And your participation in that is saying yes. (laughs) And then when the storms do come, standing up and taking authority over them, just like Jesus did with the determination, and just refuse to be intimidated out of your promise. Refuse to be intimidated from getting to the other side, the place that God has promised you to go. I have so much more that I want to share about this story. Um, We're going to move into Mark chapter five, and we're going to start talking about when they got to the other side of the lake, there was a demonized man living there in that town, in that city that had been there for many years and had been terrorizing all the inhabitants of that city, all the townspeople. And, um, that's part of the reason that the enemy wanted to interfere because this is going to be such a huge miracle. It's going to be such a a huge show of God's power and authority over the devil that um, the enemy was doing whatever he could to interfere with that happening. And Jesus just shut that down. But I want to talk about that in our next podcast. I'm really excited to share that with you as well. So please join us next time when we move into Mark chapter 5. And we'll talk about what happens when you get to the other side and you get to see those promises and miracles of God come to pass. So if I can just encourage you today and say, listen, you're going to get to the other side because the Lord said you were. Stand up and take authority over the storms in your life and shut them down with a firm attitude and a determination that you will not tolerate it and you're going to get to the other side just like God promised. And also remember in those moments, even when you're like the disciples in that verse where they're just like, wow, don't you even care, Jesus? The boat's about to sink. Even when you're having that moment of doubt, just remember the best thing you can do is talk to him about it. Reach out to him and say, Lord, where are you? Help me. He will answer you. He is right there. Even when you can't feel him, even when you can't see him, he's there with you. And that's the best thing that you can possibly do. So let me pray for you as we close. Father God, thank you so much that we could come together today and study your word. I'm so excited for what you've shown us already today and what you're going to show us next time in the next podcast. But God, I pray for all the people listening right now, Lord. I pray that They will sense your presence in the storm. I pray that they will reach out and cry out to you. And I pray that they will exercise their faith muscle, Lord, even if it's just a little bit, even if their only act of faith is crying out to you in the first place and just saying, Jesus, Lord God, where are you? I don't feel you. I don't see you. This is a nightmare. Help me. Just the fact that they're crying out to you, Lord, I know pleases your heart. So Lord, will you honor that and meet them in that moment and bless them, Lord, and help them and And speak to them and calm their storm and calm their hearts and bring them peace, Lord. I pray that you deliver them safely to the other side so they can do what we're going to talk about next time in our podcast. And that is see the deliverance and the miracles and the power of our amazing God and Savior. We love you so much, God. You're the best. I just, I just thank you, Father, that, that we live in a country where we can talk about you freely, we can study your word freely, and we pray for all those in other countries that are persecuted, God. 
We pray that you will be there with them and that you will deliver them and that you will show us how to pray for those people in those countries. We love you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you're doing, that you've already done, and you're yet to do. And we give you all the glory. In the mighty and glorious, awesome, powerful, delivering name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, have a great day. I will talk to you next time. Can't wait to share this next podcast with you from the book of Mark. I love you so much, and I will see you and talk to you soon.